Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I did that show about the Great Reset, and of course it elicited the response I predicted from the deranged left. It's a conspiracy theory, despite the fact that the left is actually using the terminology themselves. I'm expecting the same response today as we discuss the opening topic of today's show, the ongoing PSYOP against the uh, American public trying to make people believe that it's us promoting some insurrection or civil war. Get ready. Get ready. The people who actually want this stuff to happen, the people on the left, they're now going to blame us. I guarantee. Don't go anywhere. Loaded show today. Got that and a lot more. Welcome to the Dan Bongino show on this fine Monday. I've got the ongoing PSYOP being conducted against us and evidence to back it up. Also, the useful idiots at CNN in kind of a comic relief segment and a just devastating takedown. If you are an older American and counting on government-controlled health care to save you, don't go anywhere. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Let's go. Yes. Yeah, very right. excited. Yes, sir. Joe's been, Joe's been uh, preparing for that the whole weekend. Yes, been practicing. He was in front of a, a mirror looking at himself, practicing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ever heard of a PSYOP? Psychological yeah. operation? What's the purpose of a PSYOP in, in, in combat and propaganda? Well, the purpose is typically a demoralization effort. These things are not uncommon. As, uh, I'll get into this piece by Michael Anton in a moment, but he, you know, Tokyo Rose and others, this is, all, this, is, this is nothing new. The idea that if you can demoralize your enemy, you can just suck out their will to fight, right? Telling your enemy things like, as they're on the cusp of invading, oh, you've all been abandoned. You're out there by yourself. No need to invade. We will crush you. And they've all left you behind. Your supply lines are cut off. And everybody starts looking around, right? Like, really? Did they? They cut us off? Maybe we better not go into it. Maybe we better turn around now while we still have a chance. Demoralization efforts. That's the purpose of psychological operations for short PSYOPs. Now, do you notice the Democrats uh, have been trying to convince America for the last, what, uh, year now, over a little a year and a couple of weeks now, that uh, the Republican Party and specifically conservatives and MAGA supporters were all insurrectionists. We all want the civil war. We want the country to be broken apart in this bloody civil war violence. It's weird. I can't find any people actually advocating for that. But the Democrats insist that an insurrection and overthrow of the government, folks, it is imminent. It is near, Joe. It's going to happen maybe next week. You doubt me? Of course, we always bring the receipts. Here's an actual supercut of the Democrats insisting January 6th was definitely an insurrection. And there's probably another insurrection just right around the corner. Check this out. Who organized and paid for the deadly insurrection at the U.S. Capitol? The deadly insurrection. Violent and deadly insurrection. The deadly insurrection. Deadly insurrection. Deadly insurrection. The deadly insurrection. Oh, the deadly insurrection. Violent, deadly insurrection. Deadly insurrection. The 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 deadly insurrection. Violent and deadly insurrection. The deadly insurrection. Violent and deadly insurrection. The deadly insurrection. Violent and deadly insurrection. Deadly insurrection. The 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 deadly insurrection on these very same grounds. Now, if you're an outsider from another planet, right, some sentient being with some intelligence, and you come here for the first time, you don't tell anyone you're here and you're in a hotel room somewhere at the Holiday Inn, right? And you're from uh, Jupiter or whatever it may be. Not Jupiter, Florida, but Jupiter, the planet. And you're watching this stuff on TV and you're watching the show. You'd be like, my gosh, there was an insurrection and bunches of people, a bunch of people. Man, where did this happen? This is insane. I need to look into that. And you would go back and look and it'd be interesting if you were doing homework. Keep in mind, you've got no pre-existing 
biases at all. You start looking for this insurrection and all these dead bodies, and you're like, my gosh, seems like the insurrection on January 6th was only one dead body, um, and that was one of the um, alleged alleged insurrectionists. Notice, notice I'm using air quotes. That's kind of weird. Wasn't much of an insurrection, was it? Uh, uh, kind of strange. January 6th was a lot of things, an insurrection. It most certainly was not. Now, why would you be engaged in this ongoing psyop if you're a leftist media hack, an academic, or one of these snob elitists who looks down at us, the great unwashed, you think we're a bunch of hayseed idiots? Why would you be trying to tell impressionable America, voters and citizens out there, that there's one side committed to an insurrection, an overthrow of the government, they want a bloody civil war, and they want it tomorrow? Gee, I don't know. Maybe because it's not happening, this bloody civil war. There are no leaders of this civil war calling in mass for people to take arms up against their government. So you want to pretend it's happening by this constant agitprop propaganda effort and demoralization of the other side in order to do things, right? To get things done. So in order to get things done... And to get American citizens to overcome their, thankfully, natural uh, reluctance towards government surveillance and censorship. Americans generally don't like that outside of the radical uh, nuts on the left, the real moon bats. Americans generally are very, very um, reluctant to support any effort to spy on or to target American citizens and censor them. So what if you just made a bunch of this stuff up to do things like this, like you see in the Washington Post? Again, I'm sure it's all a conspiracy theory for you on the left. And then you bring up that the articles in the Washington Post are like, oh, my gosh, really? I thought the Washington Post were these scions of truth. So unless the Washington Post is talking about conspiracy theories, I'll assume this headline, if you believe it on the left, is real. Headline, Justice Department forms new domestic terrorism unit to address the growing threat. Washington Post. Again, you'd say the Washington Post, again, as uh, the democracy dies in the darkness, uh, paragons of truth and justice. So I'll assume this isn't a conspiracy theory. It is actually happening. The Justice Department is forming a new domestic terrorism unit. For this growing threat, what growing threat? Well, Michael Anton, who I really, really enjoy his writing, has another spectacular piece out. came out January 18th, just a few days ago, at American Greatness. Folks, please read this today. It will be in my newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter is where you go. You just click sign up. It's free. Read the article, please. It's called The Civil War PSYOP by Michael Anton. He says psychological operations can have many objectives, demoralization being the most common, but they can also be used to create opportunities that otherwise might not present themselves. Opportunities like opportunities to censor and surveil, lock up and target your fellow citizens who may be your political opponents? Is this some big psyop going on right now? And if it's a big conspiracy theory, then why can't you point out evidence that there's an insurrection going on and that there's some organized mass effort for some civil war in the United States? In other words, if that's actually happening on the right, which obviously we have condemned repeatedly, but it doesn't matter. The left doesn't it, really, it doesn't matter no matter how many times we say, it, right, Joe, it's irrelevant. Right. We've said it a thousand times. I'm talking to the sane people in my audience, not the idiots on the left, because it doesn't make a difference how many times we've discussed the red line of violence, how there's no turning back. It, I, I understand it makes no difference. The left is full and populated of imbeciles and liars. So I get that makes no difference, but I'm asking a real question. If we have this need for a Department of Justice domestic terrorism, domestic here in the United States to investigate citizens fomenting a civil war, and obviously we're all insurrectionists, why can't we find the insurrection and why can't we find the civil war proponents? Kind of weird, right? So Anton addresses this question. Let's go to screenshot one. Maybe they're making it up. He says, it would be hard to hide a mass movement of people gearing up to fight a civil war. You, do you think? You see one anywhere? Anton says, I don't. If there were one, don't you think the feds would be all over it? Of course they would. And don't you think regime media would be blaring about it 24-7? Again, of course they would. 
This is a classic case of a dog not barking. And the silence is confirmation that nothing is happening. This is evidence that the left are the actual conspiracy theorists, okay? They're telling you the impressionable American population not listening to the show and elsewhere. They're telling you what? That there is this growing domestic terror threat on the right. These insurrectionists who want a civil war, they want to rip the government down. And yet, in order to institute an actual civil war and foment one, you would need some kind of an armed armed leaders and army uh, soldiers in this war. Where are they? What is it? The, the Patriot Front? <laughs> the Patriot. You see, the Patriot. There's a, what is that? A Rick Wilson, Reed Galen uh, uh, operation? Like the Glenn Youngkin thing? Where is this army? Now, this is how you know it's a conspiracy theory on the left. One of the hallmarks of a conspiracy theory is whenever you present evidence that the conspiracy theory is, in fact, false, the people trying to promote it use your evidence as evidence that the conspiracy theory must be true. Perfect example. You have a conspiracy theory um, that Elvis is still alive and doing concerts in Vegas, right? And it's been hidden by the CIA. I then come out on my show and go, folks, Elvis is dead, okay? What happens? People respond. Believe me, I still get this stuff. Get Bongino's controlled opposition with the C, worked for the CIA. <laughs> Actually, I worked for the Secret Service. It's two totally different entities. We <laughs> All together. <laughs> but you get my point? Uh, Gee, does it not happen? It, whatever we <laughs> call stuff, they're like, you're, it, it, in other words, calling it out is evidence you're part of it. It's why, that's what the left does. That's what the left does. Silence. Silence, Joe. Silence about the Civil War means you, me, and Guy are in on it. Me and Joe, like, this is what we do before the Joe. Before the, me, Joe, and Guy, before the show, we're plotting it out. We're going to attack uh, central New York. On, uh, what's that? First Infantry, Dan? Yeah. yeah. Joe, what's that, Joe? First inf Infantry, Dan. Yeah, I, I think, I yeah, think for, they're yeah, available. Right. Joe is it. Yes, Joe's running that with Joe. Guy's going to take over the 82nd Airborne Geezer. January 31st. And that's what we do. And then we come on the air yeah. and we lie about it because what well, we're covering it up. Again, evidence that we're part of the conspiracy. This is the left. Ugh. This is what the, this is the evidence of a psyop. This is a, they can't show you any evidence whatsoever what they're telling you is real that the right is fomenting some civil war. They just don't have it. They have none of them. Now do you see the need to constantly promote the January 6th insurrection? You see it? It's the only thing they have. It's the only thing they have. Anton's a genius. Now, why would they lie about this? They know they're lying, ladies and gentlemen. They're making this up. Because their objective, again, is to demoralize us. But again, it's to break down barriers that most American citizens have against the intentional targeting, censoring, and surveilling of their fellow citizens. Thankfully, it's in a lot of our blood that yearning to be free. And Americans, no matter how much they've disagreed, hell, it was the ACLU who defended the Ku Klux Klan in, in court when the ACLU actually believed in civil liberties. They said, listen, what these guys are saying sucks, but we'll defend their right to say it because we believe in free speech. Those days are now gone. Those barriers have been broken down. You ask a bunch of kids in college right now, you've seen the polls, folks. Some of the polls of these kids in college, would you use force to suppress the speech of your political opponents? You see, you know, numbers in uh, what, 15, 20% not more who say yes. The PSYOP's working. Here's Anton. It's a little bit long, this quote, but it's important. You understand the value of this ongoing psyop against us right now and how not to fall prey to it, folks. They are itching for you to fall into this trap so they can use an excuse to surveil you, so they can use an excuse to censor you. We're going to start calling them out daily on the Great Reset and psyops. And the more they claim it's a conspiracy theory, the more we know we're over the target. Anton says that these psyops, these psychological operations here, can have many objectives, demoralization being the most common, but they can also be used to prep the ground for other operations, to create opportunities that might otherwise not present themselves. Gee, like the domestic terrorism unit? 
something we would have, the ACLU would have cringed at just 15, 20 years ago? He goes on, Anton. That's what's going on now. The regime wishes to crush all actual and potential opposition. To do this, it needs to criminalize dissent. But doing that runs against the letter and spirit of the great charters of American liberty and against the grain of the American character. Amen, Brother Anton. To do what they want to do requires changing public opinion. Or more specifically, it requires wearing down Americans' inborn resistance to censorship and political persecution. That's happening right now, folks. They are slowly sanding down every American citizen. They're, they're, they're almost, you know, they're, it's in their DNA to resist this stuff. And they're wearing them down. They want you to believe two things. That questioning an election is, is the equivalent of promoting a civil war and an insurrection. And that January 6th, again, albeit a lot of things, it was most certainly not an insurrection. They want you to believe those two things are true so they can wear you down and target you. Here's the evidence. I'm going to play this again. And it's worth, if I played it, uh, I, I played it, I think, about two weeks ago. It's important you see this again. If questioning an election is promoting an insurrection and civil war worthy of targeting your neighbors with surveillance and political prosecution, then why aren't the Democrats being surveilled and politically prosecuted? The reason is because they have cultural power with the media and elites. Here's a perfect example right here. The Democrats questioning elections over and over and over again, and yet none of the equivalent measures being used to target them in the media or their domestic terrorism units. Here, check this out. We won that election. Al Gore won the election. Al Gore was elected president of the United States. Right. This wasn't counted. You know it. I know it. They know it. We won that election. There is overwhelming evidence that George W. Bush did not win this election. Do you think Republicans stole that election? In 2000? Uh-huh. I wish the United States Supreme Court and let them finish counting the votes. The Supreme Court denied the actual and accurate counting of the votes of Florida. If Catherine Harris, Jeb Bush, Jim Baker, and the Supreme Court hadn't tampered with the results, Al Gore would be president. An election has been stolen, robbed. It wasn't a fair process. It wasn't a neutral process. It was a process that was rigged against us. We actually won the last presidential election, folks. They stole the last presidential election. As we look at our election system, I think it's fair to say that there are many legitimate questions about its accuracy, about its integrity. How are you going to keep it from us being able to be in a position where you can manipulate the machines, manipulate the records? In Virginia, when I was governor, I had to replace all the machines. Too many voters have cast votes on machines that jam or malfunction or suck the votes without a trace. There is video proof of just about every prominent Democrat of the last two decades doing exactly what Democrats, big government Republicans, status and totalitarians are telling you is grounds to prosecute people for fomenting a civil war, questioning elections. There's video of them doing it right there. Is this a PSYOP? Yes, of course it is. I just showed you hard proof of the Democrats doing exactly what they claim is evidence of promoting and fomenting a civil war. Yet you notice when we replicate the same behavior and start asking questions, which they're entitled to ask, by the way, they're wrong, but they were entitled to ask about those elections. All of a sudden, we should be spied on and there should be a new domestic terrorism unit out there. Weird, right? Yeah. Demoralization operation, propaganda happening right here in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, I swear I never thought I'd see the day. Man, kind of like the SS, man, you know? (laughs) No different. Listen. Thank you, sir. Listen, read that piece. Read the piece, please. I shouldn't point at you. Arrowhand, as they say. Don't point. Please read the piece by Anton. Be in my newsletter today. It is worth your time. If you're on my email list, it's right there. Open that up and check it out. Here's what I got coming up. Um, None of this can happen, of course, without a collection of useful idiots in the media promoting propaganda. And when we're on to something, making it appear that what we're talking about, even though it's based in reality, is a conspiracy theory. I'll show you evidence of that coming up next. All right. On CNN. Ironically, as Guy pointed out this morning, again, on a show called Hilariously Reliable Sources. (laughs) 
<laughs> sure. Yeah, reliable. So Brian Stelter, funny stuff. None of this can happen, ladies and gentlemen, this ongoing PSYOP without having a platform to get your PSYOP propaganda out there, correct? Uh, if you're you know, on an island fighting it out and you want to uh, project audio propaganda to your enemy on the island, they have abandoned you. Your friends will not be coming. Give up now. If you want to do that, you need what? You need a megaphone. You need a microphone, correct? You can't right. just yell, hey, buddy, David Ben. You want to get it out there. You're going to have to uh, bullhorns, audio devices. Well, who's the big bullhorn for the left? The media, of course, CNN being one of them. You can never get this stuff done, agitprop and psyops, without useful idiots. And CNN always fills the breach there, folks. Here is a hilariously titled show again, Reliable Sources. With the coffee boy, Brian Stelter, he has this clown on who, I mean, really, but clowned herself so many times that she's been just a fountain of material for this show. The hilarious Catherine Rampell. I want you to listen to this segment where she claims all in the same segment. Uh, she's got Oliver Darcy on the set, too, if you notice. He's the coffee boy to the coffee. He fetches the coffee after Brian gets it, right? Uh, that CRT... Biden's struggling cognitive issues right now, struggling with cognitive issues, I should, I should say. And the immigration crisis at the border. Don't worry, folks. Some of these are just like made up out of whole cloth. Again, here we go. Useful idiots on the left. Check this out. The goal of this kind of coverage is to freak people out, to cause them to live in fear. Ironically, a lot of the fear mongering is about the things that are not actually mortal threats. And then there is ignoring the things that are mortal threats. You know, COVID isn't real and climate change isn't real. I would argue that to me anyway, those things are a little bit scarier or have been scarier at various points in the past couple of years. Right. And instead, it's about the immigrant hordes and the senile president and critical race theory brainwashing your kids and and things that are, you know, if if not just exaggerated, invented out of whole cloth. So uh, CRT, Biden's uh, cognitive condition and immigration are some of them are just um, imagined out of whole cloth, made up, fabricated. They're not real, folks. Really? Um, as always on this show, we pr produce actual receipts. Catherine Rampell produces nothing but humor and comic relief on the uh, show. Reliable sources with the two coffee boys. Um, here is our DHS secretary, Mayorkas. Uh, here he is suggesting that border laws are now going to be irrelevant um, because he's, we're not going to prosecute people for just crossing the border. So, I'm, 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 <laughs> you know, it's, I'm weird. I'm not messing with you. Like I'm saying that. And as, as I'm saying it, because it's my show, I'm like, do we have to edit that? Did I just say that right? But yes, I'm saying that right. That if you walk across our border in violation of our immigration laws, don't worry, we're not going to prosecute. Meaning we've effectively de facto decriminalized it. Meaning what? Just cross the border. No one's going to stop anything. Don't worry, we're going to defend the Ukrainian border. That's what we're going to do. But our border, no way. Here it is right here. Here's my orchestra. Check this out. Unlawful presence in the United States will alone not be a basis for an immigration enforcement action. Let's go right over to Ukraine and let's defend the Ukrainian border. But just to be clear, crossing the border has now been de facto decriminalized. But don't worry, folks. Catherine Rampell on the hilariously titled show Reliable Sources has said some of this is just made up out of whole cloth and exaggerated. We've got hundreds of thousands of people walking into the country. We have no idea who they are. They will not be prosecuted for doing as much. And don't worry, it's nothing to worry about at all. Just woo, right over the head, folks. Here's another one. She says that this CRT is all made up. Teaching the next generation of kids to hate each other based on skin color, folks. No worries. No worries at all. It's all made up. If I can pass it there, don't you worry about it. So hot tip Christopher Rufo. Here is... Uh, a, uh, a Detroit school meeting here where they're talking about CRT and one of the people involved says, yeah, yeah, we've imbued CRT pretty deep into our curriculum. But again, Catherine Rampell says it's all made up out of whole cloth. Don't worry. Check this out. Our curriculum is uh, deeply using critical race theory, um, especially in social studies, but you'll find it uh, in English language arts and the other uh, disciplines. We made, uh, we were very intentional about creating uh, curriculum, infusing materials, um, and embedding critical race theory within our curriculum. How many more examples of this do you need? Fairfax, Virginia, Seattle. 
We're teaching the next generation of kids to hate each other, quite literally based on their skin color. And Rampell thinks it's made up out of whole cloth or is some conspiracy theory we're exaggerating? These people are shameless. And you wonder how these psyops are allowed to continue because they have mouthpieces like this woman on that ridiculous show. All right, moving on because this is important as well. Folks, there's a lot going on. I'll, I'll get to Ukraine too. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just it's such a busy news Monday. And I do Fox and Friends Monday morning. I want to be sure to pack it all in and not repeat some of the stuff you may have heard. But it's critical we get this out. There is a full-blown push right now for a government nationalization of health care. Uh, they are doing it through these stimulus bills. And what they're doing here is they're trying to increase the sphere of government control over Medicare and Medicaid with reimbursement rates and getting people on the government dole for health care while shrinking the free market space for health care. This is important. And by the way, it's going to affect you seniors. Do you understand that all the nonsense out there about how Republicans want to kill grandma and all that other stuff? You've heard it before, right, with regards to health care? You understand that that's really what the Democrats are doing. Going back to my point again, that whatever the Democrats accuse the Republicans are doing, it's usually a 180, and it's the Democrats doing it themselves, using a PSYOP to make the population believe that it's not them, the Democrats, trying to kill grandma, it's the Republicans. It's all fake and made up. I'm going to walk through what I mean here, but first I want to play this cut because it's the single greatest uh, economic cut I think we can play for you from the great Milton Friedman. If government controls anything, healthcare, education, whatever it may be, the spending of taxpayer dollars on that product, education or healthcare, will be by nature. There is no getting around it inefficient because when other people spend other people's money, the government spending taxpayer money on other people, neither cost nor quality matter. Ladies and gentlemen, that is an insurmountable reality and fact of government spending. Friedman explained this beautifully and it explained the stories I'm going to tell you next about why if you're a senior looking at potential cognitive disorders in your future, God forbid Alzheimer's, you're in a lot of trouble because the government's saying, no, 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 no drugs for you. But here's why the government taking over anything is always going to be a cancer. Check this out. Well, you know, you can spend your own money on yourself. And when you spend your own money on yourself, you're very careful of what you spend it on. And you make sure that you get the most for your dollar. You can spend your own money on somebody else. You give gifts to other people. You take people out to dinner. And when you spend your own money on somebody else, you're very careful that you don't spend too much. You try to keep down the amount you spend. But you don't worry very much about what the other fellow is getting from it. You don't pay anything like as much attention to the gifts you buy for other people as to the things you buy for yourself. Or you can spend somebody else's money as when you're spending the government's money. I say the government's money, the taxpayer's money, which the government has control of. Now you're spending somebody else's money. Let's say you're spending your boss's money. You're out to lunch on an expense account, but you're spending it on yourself. You're very careful that you get good, good, good things for your money. You try to have a good lunch and pick the right things, but you're not very much worried about whether you get the cheapest. Spend all you want. Spend all you want. <laughs> You'll be careless. Now. What happens when you spend somebody else's money on somebody else? You're a, you're a distributor of welfare funds. Well, you're interested in making your own life as good as you can. And most people have humane instincts and want to do the best they can. But you're not going to be anything like as careful in spending somebody else's money on somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know... Yeah, 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 I know. We've been playing that a lot over Love the it. last few years. And I, t- yeah, so does Guy. It's funny. You guys both agree. You, don't, you guys don't always agree on everything. But Guy said this morning, that's, that's the most powerful economic clip we play because it sums up when you don't get lost in the wonkery. Every single argument conservatives have against government doing X, right? Just fill in the blank. Government takeovers of student loans. Government takeovers of health care. Government takeovers of private schools. Government take over the pharmaceutical industry. Government take over the mask industry. Government take over the vaccine industry. Every just fill in X and government spending money, other people spending other people's money on other people explains why it will fail in every one of those spaces. I've got the pieces coming up for you next. 
showing you how the Friedman theory of spending money is applied right now and why if you're a, a senior, you're in very real danger right now from these people trying to nationalize health care while they tell you Republicans are trying to wheel you off the cliff and kill you. And some of you fell for it, which is astounding. Okay, so showing you again how when the government takes over health care, you, in fact, are screwed because there's never going to be any efficiency because it's other people, the government spending other people's money on other people. Wall Street Journal story. These, both of these stories are going to come out this weekend. Ones I'm going to put out right here. Build back better, fix Medicaid first. So apparently there was a study of improper payments done by the Foundation for Government Accountability in the Medicaid program. In other words, people who got Medicaid benefits that weren't entitled to them. So what'd you think? Maybe you'll get like three, four, five percent, three out of a hundred people get Medicaid benefits they're not entitled to. I mean, you know, there's fraud in every program, right? But the government's doing their best, as liberals would say. Nope, 22%. Yeah, 22%. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. About a Joe, about one in four people oh. are getting Medicaid that aren't entitled to Medicaid. Here it is right here. Quote, while Democrats are dreaming up ways to enlarge the welfare state, government spending, folks, here's a bracing statistic about America's existing safety net. Quote, the national improper payment rate for Medicaid is nearly 22%. Quote taken from the FGA's report this week. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, it gets worse. The piece goes into even more how it's not just improper payments. It's people not their income levels not being verified. People just making stuff up. Lack of verification all. Why would that happen? Because it's not your money, folks. If it was your money being spent on your health care, you would be watching every single dollar that goes out the door. But because it's the government taking your money to give it to other people, they don't give a damn about who gets the money and they don't care about taking more from you. As a matter of fact, they'd like to take more money. Now, that piece is disturbing enough nailing home Friedman's four ways to spend money. But it got even worse. These both came out this weekend, by the way. And you know I'm fascinated by the health, by economics and the healthcare economics specifically. How people keep falling into the trap that a government bureaucrat who knows not a damn thing about your life is going to answer the phone when you need your chest cracked open to save your life in a heart attack. You're going to call them and you think they're going to be like, I can solve all your problems. They can't even run the DMV. I'm astounded how many people fall for this stunt. Here's another one, the Alzheimer's death panel. The real reason Medicare won't pay for a promising treatment. This article's stunning. And it shows you the ongoing PSYOP. You get the theme running through today's show? The ongoing PSYOP being run against the American citizen. That free market healthcare where you pick your doctor, you pick what you want to spend on, and we can control costs, is somehow the enemy. And that the government is going to take care of you is the exact opposite, and people are falling for it. If you are a senior and you believe the government has your interests in mind, you are crazy. I want you to read this. Read this. This is very important. So there's an Alzheimer's drug out there, Adahelm, or Aduhelm. Forgive me if I'm saying it wrong. This Adahelm has shown real promise in helping people live better lives if they're affected by this god-awful condition, Alzheimer's. One of the suspects in Alzheimer's, although not proven, is the buildup of these plaques in the brain, plaques of amyloid. There's a big controversy over whether I did my, one of my research papers on this. Neurofibrillary tangles and amyloids. There's a real controversy over what role these plaques play. I just want that out of the way first. That's the actual science. However, this drug Adahelm, which targets that amyloid, seems to be having a very positive outcome. Is it through a third-party variable? Nobody knows, but it seems to be working. So if it's working and the government cares about you so much, specifically Medicare and Medicaid, then why doesn't the government want to pay for it? Why do they want to let you suffer with Alzheimer's? Because of reason number four, because they take money from other people and give it to other people. So they don't care about the cost because it's not their money. And they certainly don't care about the quality of the medicine because it's not for them. Here, from the piece. Liberals are warning Medicare spending will explode if seniors, God forbid, folks, get access to Adahelm, which costs $28,200 annually. Here's the real reason the Biden administration wants to preemptively restrict you guys from getting this drug, if you have it, these amyloid-targeting monoclonals. Progressives want to expand Medicare benefits to win senior votes. Then they want to ration the treatments to contain government spending. Alzheimer's drugs won't be the last rationing target. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he's like, maybe they won't have to, if 22% improper payment rates. I don't think rationing should be his issue right now, right? 
So here's how you create a controversy on the left. Here's the PSYOP. You institute a third-party payer system where the government pays for health care. So you disconnect the patient and the doctor. What happens then? The government pays for health care. Milton Friedman's fourth way to spend money kicks over, where neither cost nor quality matter. So therefore, costs explode and quality goes down because you're not buying anything for you, right? So when the uh, the third-party payer system explodes the costs, right, what happens then? Then Democrats use the cost explosion due to the faulty economics of a third-party payer system to justify rationing treatments that actually work because the cost exploded because the government was paying and because we don't have a free market in medicine. It's actually quite genius. It's quite genius. Third-party payer, the government, costs explode because people aren't paying the government is. When costs explode, use it as an excuse to do more third-party payer and then ration people's care. Just genius. Just, I mean, you want to talk about a spectacular psyop uh, when we're talking about strategery. Disgusting in its, in its consequences, disturbing in the economics, but you just have to marvel, marvel at the Democrats' ability to BS people. It's almost impressive. All right, here's what I got coming up. First of all, just a quick uh, programming note uh, for those of you who missed Last week, the announcement, my show unfiltered on Fox is moving. It will no longer be on at 10 p.m. on Saturday. It will now be on an hour earlier. So please set your DVR. If I, I hate asking for favors. Uh, it drives me crazy. I have a responsibility to you. You have no responsibility to me back. I'm here for you. You owe me nothing. But uh, just a small favor, if you wouldn't mind setting your DVR, uh, the new time this Saturday, 9 p.m., unfiltered. Really happy to be moving down an hour. Brian Kilmeade will be on at 8. Lawrence Jones will be in my old spot, old spot at 10. I hope you liked the show this weekend. We got a lot of great feedback, so I appreciate it. Um, now, here's what I got coming up. The bee clowning continues. This is like, <laughs> you, ever, you ever see those movies and there's a sequel? They're like The Harvest Part 2. This is The Bee Clowning. Part 72, the beclowning on behalf of the CDC and the so-called respected scientists working for the government continues. Um, they've turned into full-blown clowns, the big red wigs, the, the, the noses and everything in the makeup. Yes, the beclowning. Yes, thank you, Joe. The beclowning definitely continues. Uh, I'm going to get to that. All right, getting back to the beclowning, part 762. Uh, the becl- Here's the CDC. Yes, again, the CDC. Uh, their twi- uh, this is their official, by the way, account. You can see on Twitter, the CDC blue checkmark account at CDC.com. All masks help prevent all masks, folks, all masks. Keep that in mind. Help prevent the spread of COVID-19 when worn consistently and correctly. Choose a mask with the best fit, protection and comfort for you. And they have a little article. Wow, that's interesting. Does that all masks can help against COVID thing have anything to do with the fact that Glenn Youngkin, the new governor of Virginia, it's come out and repealed the mask mandates and Biden doesn't like that because the Democrats want your kid in face diapers to make sure your kid who will benefit in some un- totally unscientific way because there's no science backing up the masking of kids. None. Matter of fact, the schools in Florida that had masks and don't have masks, no statistical difference at all. These people are obsessed with torturing your kids and keeping them in masks. It's the sickest thing I've ever seen. So the CDC, it's weird, just put this out the other day, saying that all these masks can have some benefit right there. So the beclowning continues. Here's the CDC last week, New York Times, January 14, 2022. The CDC concedes that cloth masks do not protect against the virus as effectively as other masks. Put that other one up again. The the CDC uh, tweet, if you wouldn't mind. All masks help prevent the spread. They do. Go back again to the New York Times. The CDC concedes that cloth masks do not protect against the virus. All right, go back again to the tweet. I'm sorry, Keith, for a second. All masks help prevent the spread of COVID-19. One more time. New York Times, CDC, last week. The <laughs> CDC concedes that cloth masks do not protect against the virus. <laughs> what the well, hell? Are they- Joe, Joe, the show writes itself every day. <laughs> it, it, it writes yeah. itself every day. You're, so again, this is the great part about being with the CDC. Uh, this is, by the way, what we were banned from from uh, from YouTube. We yeah. were suspended from YouTube for saying the obvious. This is why you can never win an argument with the communists at YouTube or, or the left or the CDC, because no matter what position you take. Hey, listen, these cloth masks are ineffective. 
The CDC will take both positions. Yes, they're ineffective. And then yesterday, no, 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 all masks work. It, you can't, how do you win an argument? It's like the Yankees are playing the Mets. You're like, the Yankees are better. Guy's like, I love the Yankees. Then you argue the next day, hey, man, those Yankees are great. No, they suck. The Mets are better. You just said the Yankees are better. How do you win that argument? They've taken both sides. They win. Now, they may not have any principles, but it, it reminds me of, you know, Jesse Kelly, the radio host? Jesse Kelly does this hilarious thing before every big game. He does. Check his Twitter. He does this thing where, say, whatever, the Tampa Bay is playing the L.A. Rams like they did yesterday. He puts out two tweets. Tampa Bay is definitely going to win this game. Then seconds later, he puts out the L.A. Rams are definitely going to win this game. And then it, it's a joke, of course, folks. The next day he comes back and he retweets it. One of them goes, you see, I was right. It's genius. Yeah. Jesse Kelly is emulating the CDC strategy. They're on both sides of the issue. So when the science proves what we've told you all along, these cloth, cloth masks don't do a damn thing. The CDC can say, hey, we were right. Look at the New York Times. Here's another one who the, continues to beclown himself, who really should stay off television because it gets disturbing every time this guy opens his mouth. Here's Fauci again. This guy, he's supposed to be a scientist. I've got two cuts from him. The first one here. It's just stunning how this guy's supposed to be one of the preeminent scientists. We're all supposed to be following the leader on. He's the tip of the spear of scientific advancement, right, Fauci? And yet he keeps saying things with no backing in science at all, and no one on the left calls him out. Here he is in a clip suggesting that our kids should remain masked. No evidence to back this up at a zero, zero. And then suggesting that the kids should only be around people who are vaccinated, knowing full well that the vaccine does nothing to stop the spread of Omicron, the variant of coronavirus. Nothing does nothing to stop the public spread. It doesn't matter. Fauci's committed to what? The two narratives, right, folks? What are the two narratives on the left? Put your mask on, no science. Get the vaccine no matter what. Totally unscientific, too. Here's Fauci with the two narratives in one clip. Check this out. As we know, the CDC strongly recommends that when you're in a situation in the school, we want to get the children back to school. And the way you do that, you do it by multiple things that you do. You surround the children with people who are vaccinated. For the children who are eligible to be vaccinated, get them vaccinated and provide in the school Masks where you can have children protected, as well as ventilation to make sure that you can get a respiratory infection at its lowest level of infectivity. All of those things go together. And masking is a part of that. You just brought it up again, Joe. Talk about a massive psyop, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, how they've yeah. coaxed millions of Americans into believing that conservatives want a civil war, that there's some army of Patriot Front, whoever the hell those goofballs are. People in khakis arming themselves in battalions, Joe. Hundreds of thousands. Reminds me of Braveheart. They're coming from the hills the by the tens, the hundreds, by the thousands. How they've convinced these people that there's a civil war coming and it's on the right, which is almost comical listening to their stupidity, that masks have stopped the spread of the virus despite no evidence Anywhere this has happened, right? And that everyone must take this vaccine despite acknowledging that it's a private, not a public health measure because it doesn't stop the spread of Omicron is really a psyop of the highest order. And now, not only is the vaccine not stopping the spread of Omicron, is it an, it's an, clearly an individual healthcare decision at this point, right? Here's Fauci saying, again, the beclowning continues, folks. Don't worry. We may need to boost again. That's it. It's another booster. Check this out. That's where we would like to be, is to have that where you don't have to get more and more always every six months with a booster. We may need to boost again. That's entirely conceivable. <laughs> it's, one, it's one more booster. That'll, that'll definitely do it. You got Israel. Uh, Israel with what? An 80 plus percent compliance rate, four shots, three, four shots, whatever it is in Israel. You had mask mandates, you had lockdowns, you got Israel, one of the highest rates per capita of infection on earth. But don't worry, folks, it's all science. So much so, you had this lady this week, I'm not even going to put her on, she's such a clown. She was at that, uh, I'll show you a video for a second, they had a, a mandate, a protest against the mandates, a very well-attended protest in D.C. You had lunatics there, counter-protesters, screaming like crazy people against these people protesting against these mandates, because that's the left. They are victims of a 24-7, 365 PSYOP where they've been convinced all this stuff is true. 
that the vaccine is going to save them from Omicron. It won't. That the mask is going to stop them from getting coronavirus. It won't. And that Republicans are gauged in an ongoing civil war against them. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Here's video, a little bit of video audio of the protest this week and a very well attended protest in Washington, D.C. against the man, uh, against the, talk about a Freudian slip, mandate, the madness. I just said madness. And uh, we're right, against the madness of the mandates. Check this out. We're here to rise above that. And I also want you to know, uh, spoiler alert, freedom wins. Ladies and gentlemen, the anger's growing. People are getting tired of being pushed around. I expect the 2022 elections are going to be a uh, real revelation for leftists who think that America's buying the PSYOP anymore. Now, the weird part is things we've been talking about for a couple of years that are now turning out to be true. Here, the beclowning continues. We were all called conspiracy theorists. I believe Alex Berenson and others were banned from social media for discussing exactly things like this, the limitations of the vaccine, and in fact, the benefits of natural immunity after an infection with coronavirus, one I've been infected with myself. Now, all of a sudden, all of this starts to come out and show itself as truth, and you don't see any apologies. Matter of fact, you just see the left doubling down that we're all trying to start a civil war. Here's KDVR, a Fox affiliate, CDC. Natural immunity stronger than vaccines alone during Delta wave. Hey, <laughs> the verdict is in. You guys are morons. Um, not KDVR. I'm the CDC and others. You're just coming around to this now. The science of natural immunity, something that's science has been around since the evolution of the human genetic code. You're just figuring this out now. You could have read about it in a Charlie Brown's encyclopedia. But again, you want to lie to us and make pretend that Americans are all crazy in an effort to stick to your two approved narratives. Stick the vaccine in your body and wear a mask. But I have natural immunity. Doesn't matter. We're in charge. Shut your mouth and get the vaccine. How about you shut your mouth? Thousands of people showing up to tell you double-barreled, family-friendly, middle finger. Maybe it's time for you to shut your pie hole. Speaking of people who need to shut their pie holes, uh, here is a monster toolbox from the Montreal Gazette, a, 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 a guy, a guy pointed out quite hilariously this morning, by the way, his name is Josh Freed. Well, Josh was Freed. Um, Josh is a clown. He writes in the Montreal Gazette that he escaped from Quebec and came down to Florida. I wish he wouldn't. Josh, please don't come down here. As I've said to you many times, we're a free country. We believe in freedom. Um, no one will bother you while you're down here, but please leave. Please don't come back. Uh, we don't want you. I don't know how else we have to say this. Uh, we don't want you down here. But we don't like totalitarians. Please stay in Quebec. I love my Canadian friends. I've got a lot of them. For the Canadian totalitarians, I dislike you as much as I like the totalitarians here. And Josh Freed is one of them. So he writes this unintentionally comedic op-ed in the Montreal Gazette, Josh Freed. He, so here's the, short, here's the short and sweet version. He leaves Quebec, which is a police state now, and comes to Florida. And he says, quote, Florida feels like another planet compared with Quebec. While Quebec is in full confinement mode, Florida is cowboy land, folks, cowboy land, where you barely know COVID is happening, despite much higher new case and hospitalization rates than ours. He says it's lunacy by Canadian standards. So get the hell out. Why do you want to be around loons? Just go away. He says, for starters, everyone's out and about filling, God forbid, Joe, filling bars, restaurants, movies, gyms, and jam-packed sports arenas. So beat, I know, right? It brings the shivers down Joe's spine. Just beat it. He says, stores and supermarkets don't require masks, but some cashiers and customers wear them, often under their nose or chin, Florida style. It seems like a way of announcing, look, I'm masked when they're not. Josh, please, stay the F out, all right, buddy? Don't come down here. We don't want you here. We don't want your stupidity infecting our freedom-loving citizens down here who, as grown adults, have digested the risk, have digested the risks and rewards of vaccines, have determined if they wanted to wear masks, and we've decided to live our lives, unlike you, who loves the communist totalitarian now, uh, city of Quebec. Like, go do you. Don't come down here. 
Don't vacation down here. Don't visit. We don't want your money. Nobody wants you around. We don't want your stupid infection spreading to others. Please stay out. To all the freedom-loving Canadians, freedom-loving Australians around the world, come on in. You're always welcome here. Everyone else, stay out. What'd you say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, please, just stay out. Please stay out. We don't want you here. It's not a video game. This is real life. You got to read this op-ed. It's it's hilarious. Hilarious, and it's unintentionally. All right, here's my final story. I want you to read this. I got a lot of comments about this. So I appeared on Fox and Friends this weekend, and I discussed a new study that just came out. And in this study, they had determined that New York City, which is seeing a renaissance in crime due to the uh, pathetic uh, 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 leadership of the police department and the political leadership of New York City, including the new DA and the old DA, too, to be candid. There's a lot of DAs. There's five boroughs. They all have one. Folks, you voted for this in New York. And here's what it's really costing you, the soft on crime approach. This will be in the newsletter today as well. It says, here's the real cost and hard numbers of those disastrous bail reform laws, which you voted for. Not the conservatives, but the liberals. If the city's crime rate, New York City in 2019, had just stayed the same in 2020 and 2021, there'd be 301 more New Yorkers alive today, folks, and 1,900 fewer shooting victims. What happened? Well, bail reform happened. Passed in 2019, went into effect January 1st, 2020. 301 more fathers, sons, daughters, cousins, teammates, co-workers would be alive today. 1,900 fewer people would have been shot if they had just kept the numbers the same. Instead, you had to go out and dump broken windows policing and let a bunch of people out of jail who belonged in jail, dumping cash bail, understanding that most of the crime in the city is committed by a few, very few, very few people, and let you let them out to prey on people again. And 301 people aren't alive today because of it. Folks, I said this morning on Fox and Friends, I don't trust this mayor one bit, Eric Adams. The minute you see, mark my words, it's Monday, January 24th. The minute you see a police shooting that doesn't fit some pre-approved narrative of the left, right? Whether it's a justified or unjustified shooting, Mayor Eric Adams will fold like a cheap suit. You'll see the deform the police people back. You'll see him doing his meetings with Al Sharpton, and you'll see an explosion in crime right afterwards. Mark my words. And you voted for this. The new DA in Manhattan won by 60 points. 6-0. You voted for this. Don't bring it down here. Do not bring it down here to Florida. You love bathing in crime and bankruptcy and government spending? You do it up there. Don't bring it down here. Take you and Josh Fried and head up to Quebec or New York City. Don't come down here with that. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. Um, this will be uh, the only place you will be getting the video of the show from now on. I'll be talking about that a little more later in the week. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We appreciate your patience with everything going on in the new time in my show. Thanks a lot, folks. See you on the radio show a little later. You just heard Dan Bongino.